Tony, where do kings keep their armies? I don't know. Where do they keep them? In their sleeveys. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, and welcome back to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for joining us for today's show. We have our co-host, Mr. Tony Shower, here with us. And uh, Tony, this past Sunday was an important day. Did you catch the uh, football game that was at the J-Lo and Shakira concert by chance? (laughs) Wait, there was a football game? There was, yes. yes. Did that happen before or after the J-Lo and Shakira (laughs) concert? Um, Yeah, I caught the whole thing. And my favorite part of the whole deal, the Super Bowl, the halftime, the Puppy Bowl, was the new Jeep commercial starring Bill Murray. Yes. Because I'm a huge, you know me, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan, huge. And he's my favorite, and uh, I thought it was fantastic, the Groundhog's Day. But, yeah, I watched the game. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was a great game. Commercials were awesome. It was my favorite commercial as well, so a big Bill Murray fan. So there were some some good ones And your team won. My second team won, yeah. So, okay, yeah, you're hedging yeah, your bets yeah. there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, in the Super Bowl. I mean, the team that you were rooting for in the Super Bowl that made it this yes, year. Yes. That's what I meant. Yes. That's Not that your one. all-time team, but yes, <laughs> that's right. I, I get it. Well, yeah, I mean, you you and I are, I think, you're like me. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you're a huge Vikings fan. But, yeah, I think a lot of people were rooting for Kansas City, and they, they pulled it out. Yeah. Of course, with Mahomes, he's an amazing quarterback. Yeah, he is something. He's going to have a great career. Hopefully, he stays on the the track he's been on. He's only 24 years old. Can you imagine? Yep. Wow. Uh, Yeah, if I had his money and fame when I was 24, I'd probably be dead by now. If I had his hair when I was 24. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, wait, you had hair? (laughs) I did. So, (laughs) we're doing the show today, right? Yes, yes. We're going to talk today about market volatility, Tony, and uh, how... Americans in general feel about it and some things that if you're listening, you can do to feel okay about it as well. We want to be aware of market volatility. And before we dive too deeply into that, um, Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing good. And uh, yeah, our feelings and our reactions to market volatility, I think is, uh, I know is what you want to dig into today. So I'm, I'm interested in this topic, but yeah, I've had a great week, Jeff. I've kept busy. Uh, so it's flown by, which is a good thing, I guess. How about you? Yeah, very good. Very good. We're, we're living the dream. We've got a, a lot of good stuff we're going to cover here today. And uh, one of those is a, a poll that Kiplinger conducted. If you're familiar with Kiplinger, they did a personal, uh, excuse me, a poll along with personal capital. And it talked about market volatility. And I was surprised by some of the results from that. And our audience, if you're interested, you can go out to kiplinger.com, read that full article. It's saving for retirement. 
how to react to market volatility. They uh, put this out in January of this year, and it's safe to say that they weren't very optimistic at the start of the new decade. Mm, interesting. Yeah, the, the poll found that uh, a lot of Americans are moving their savings or retirement savings from stocks to cash, not from stocks to bonds, but stocks to cash. To cash. Yes, yeah, worried about volatility and, and what's going on in the world around us, and uh, that, that hurts me a little bit to hear because cash, it, it has its place, but you put too much there, you're missing out on some growth opportunities opportunities that uh, the market, bonds, or equities can provide you. Right. So, obviously, it's important, but, I, I, you know, the way I've seen things, the economy's up, uh, employment is down, and that's good, but we have seen market volatility with the, the coronavirus and uh, the political landscape being what it is. Um, but, you know, we all like upside. I like upside, and that's one of my favorite things, come to think of it. So why do you think people out there, do they not want to enjoy the upside? It's not that they don't want the upside. They're, they're worried about the opposite of that and avoiding the downside that, you know, people get more conservative as they get closer to and into retirement. And uh, that's what the poll found is half the respondents thought the economy is slowing and about a third of the people believe the United States is going to be in a recession before we get to 2021. And another surprise in this was that almost 40% of people are checking their portfolio either daily or weekly. And that's a pretty significant number. So that, uh, that was surprising. Huh. Well, does that, why does that surprise you? Well, if things are going really well, people check their, their portfolios less often. So it could be a sign of anxiety, uncertainty about what's happening with their retirement savings. And as I dug into things, I found a number of signs that people are concerned about the impact that volatility can have on their retirement. So first, take the following question. How worried are you about stock market declines currently? And in that poll, 63% of people answered either somewhat worried or very worried. So it's safe to say there's a decent amount of concern out, out there about market performance and the ups and downs that we might be experiencing here over the next year. Yeah, ouch. I mean, that's uh, 63%. So did this study find that people are just worried about performance or have they actually started acting on it? They've started to act on, act on it. The 44% of the the respondents' assets were invested in stocks, and the second most commonly held asset was cash. And on that's weird. Yeah, to me. it is. So you would think it would be bonds. It, you would, yeah, and that's more typical uh, over time. So they had more of their money in cash than in bonds. So that's uh, that's pretty notable. And for years, many financial services people have used the rule of a hundred. Many of you may have heard of this, where you take your your age, you subtract, you take 100, you subtract off your age, and that's the amount that you should have in equities. So if you're 90 years old, a simple example, 100 minus 90, that's saying have 10% of your assets in equities. A 55-year-old could subtract their age from 100, and their stocks would make up 45%, and bonds would be 55%. So the idea behind that, it's a rule of thumb, it's a starting point, and that the idea is that bonds are less volatile so the closer you get to needing your assets, you want less volatility. You want to avoid what we've talked about on the show before, the sequence of returns risk, where your equities have gone down quite a bit right before you're about to need that money. So when the respondents show that they're holding more cash than bonds, they're actually further sacrificing growth for stability. And it shows that even the relative stability of bonds has people concerned right now. 
Well, Jeff, everything I own, I like how you break that down with the rule of 100 and say, if you're 50, then 50% should be at risk or in stocks and the other 50 should be in a more secure or safer, less volatile uh, type asset. But what about my case? Every single cent I own is in gold bullion. Is that? that that's a fabulous idea, Tony. <laughs> And hopefully you, you have that in, you keep it in your fridge, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really rough though when I want to buy something. Yeah. Like I need gas for the car. They don't take gold. No. It's hard to do. You shave off a piece. They're not taking I go in like in planes, trains, and automobiles. I go in and kind of show my watch and I'm like, can I trade this lovely Timex for a tank of gas? No, I'm kidding. Obviously you don't want, I'm just trying to illustrate the point. You don't want all your money, you know in one thing, uh, probably there the way it sounds. And it looks like, you know, due to concern over volatility, uh, people might be then swinging that pendulum back the other direction uh, and maybe sometimes too far. And I know you talk about risk tolerance. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. you know, risk tolerance is important, right? To understand what your own personal risk tolerance is. Absolutely. Yeah. Understanding your risk tolerance, it's a very important key to developing a good retirement strategy that works for you. We call it having a good spend down strategy and any good plan for retirement income involves some level of risk so we can outpace inflation and healthcare expenses and all sorts of fun stuff along the way. But your risk tolerance, that's a way to measure each your, your unique comfort level with that risk. And that changes over time. Uh, for many retirees, when, as they move into their retirement years, they tend to lower that risk level, their comfort level is, is less and less with risk, but everyone's situation is different. Right. So we have a tool that we use called the color of money risk analysis. And you can find this on our website. If you go to financialpaladin.com and uh, you'll see on their color of money, click on that link. And there's 11 questions, takes a couple minutes to answer about three, four minutes. And you're going to know all that information off the top of your head. Answer those 11 questions. You'll see a score. And that is your, your risk score that will give you an idea of how conservative or aggressive am I. The next piece we want to do is have you come in, sit down with us for a complimentary second opinion to see, is my risk tolerance in alignment with my assets? Am I in left field and they're in right field and my spouse is in center field? I don't know where the baseball analogy popped in there, but uh, you get the idea. You want to make sure that you're in alignment. Sure. Your risk tolerance is in alignment with your assets. Yeah. And I love that color of money. You've mentioned it on the show before, and I've actually went on your site and taken that color of money risk analysis, or COMRA for short, and I think it's really, really helpful. Uh, my wife and I did it, and uh, then you can go over what our scores were versus where the money is actually at. And you know I'm a big color guy. I love colors. I can name at least five or six of them right here, Jeff. You, you have that. you have an uh, impressive array of crayons <laughs> here in the studio. I have one I of those... Sixty-four box crayons with the sharpener. Sure, yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> brings back fond memories. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was at a conference recently, an advisor conference, and they had a, a speaker who was uh, talking about creativity and unleashing the child in you and all that fun stuff. It was, it was fascinating, but he talked about you just smell a crayon and your stress level goes down because just our lizard brain thinks back to the fond memories we it had associates as kids. the smell yeah. with childhood and more fond memories when you're just coloring and yep. didn't have a care in the world that's right yeah yep. so go out folks and get some crayons lower your stress level it's back when you had hair 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you love it when I bring I, If only you could see the look he gives me, uh, listeners, when I bring that up. Um, well, so anyway, um, uh, but what value does knowing your risk tolerance provide people? Yeah, so it gives you a tangible score to apply to something that's feeling-based. So we look at that risk analysis Looking is looking at your comfort level emotionally, but it's also looking at your assets and income and different things to, to come to that number. And again, we want to make sure that's in alignment with your retirement nest egg. So what that analysis does is it gives us an actual number, quantify everything, and make sure that you're on the, the right path. That Kiplinger article or Kiplinger article at Kiplinger.com uh, that you discussed in the uh, in the beginning of the show, it sounds to me that some people have a low tolerance for risk um, currently right now because of concerns about market volatility and uncertain future regarding politics and the coronavirus, things like that. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And it talked about a number of different ways that people are considering and dealing with how they're going to cope with that and how they respond and react exactly yep and the the top five we'll talk about these number one was to decrease spending and that's a perfectly logical way yeah. if you're worried about stuff going down i'm not going to have as much i better tighten my belt now and in, in tough times and that's probably not a bad idea absolutely so 41 percent of the respondents said that they would decrease their spending to cope with market volatility mm. And the next common reaction is reducing investments in stocks. So mm. let's break that apart. 41%, they're going to decrease their spending. Well, if you have a good plan in place, we know the market goes up and down. We're going to have volatility. A good plan wouldn't require that you decrease your spending if you've got a good plan in place. So right. that's step Especially one. with stock spending. Like yep. if you're constantly contributing and still on that end of it, the uh, accumulation phase, uh, you shouldn't necessarily stop investing because right. of these things is yep. what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And the next common reaction is reducing investments in stocks. And that goes back to our earlier point about risk tolerance. Not all retirement vehicles or tools react the same and stocks may have more risk than other sources of retirement income. The third most common way that retirees deal with this volatility is getting advice, is going out and, and talking to someone like us, getting a second opinion, making sure what they have is doing the best that it can and it's positioned properly for their timeline, their risk tolerance for how much income they need. And that is at the heart of what we do for most of our clients is here's what I've saved up and built up. How do I get the most out of that? Stretch that as long as possible, not have to worry about some of these things in retirement. Make sure that you have a good spend down strat strategy in place. So yeah. when you need to work with a financial professional and one that you can trust in a fiduciary and uh, I'm not going to name names, Jeff Foley, but I think, uh, I think I know of someone. Please don't, please don't. Jeff yes. Foley. <laughs> All right. And, and I think that leaves a couple more of those top five ways that people are dealing with market volatility. Yeah. The last two are getting a part-time job and downsizing. So oh. having enough income, you have healthcare costs, maybe are increasing. You're not, uh, you're not covered through work anymore. Uh, having part-time income and help cover healthcare expenses, maybe going from a three-room house to a, a one-room, whatever it might be, but adjusting and using your assets in a different manner to make sure that you're, you have enough to get you through retirement. So those are a couple additional options. Yeah. And that, that definitely makes sense. Now let's talk a little bit more about some of these options as they pertain to people who maybe haven't yet entered retirement, but feel the pinch of market volatility. Um, what about that? 
Yeah. So, so far we've been talking about market volatility and how people generally feel about it and some things you can do if you're anxious about it. The first step is come in, get that complimentary second opinion on what yep. you have in place. But to shed some additional light, we've uh, been exploring the results of that Kiplinger.com uh, article, uh, which came out in January. And it found that many retirees are moving their retirement savings, as we talked about, from stocks to cash. And uh, that's important to, to be aware of. But it's important for people to stay true to their risk tolerance over time. If you've got a good plan in place, what you don't want to do is react emotionally to the market. Yeah. That's where things don't turn out too well. Right. And in risk tolerance, as you've been sharing with us, is how comfortable someone feels with the risk level associated with their um, investments or retirement assets. So uh, did this uh, poll, uh, that article we mentioned, talk about ways people are dealing with their concerns about market volatility other than shifting their retirement savings away from stocks? Yes. Yeah. 63% of people said that they're staying diversified, they're waiting it out, and diversification in itself is a way to deal with risk. So mm -hmm. here's how I look at this. If your assets are diversified, you've got a good plan in place, you're not too heavily reliant on one holding or one type of vehicle, for example, that means that you, you're going to be better able to absorb potential market downturns in one area because other things might do better during that period of time. So right. staying diversified, weighing it out is a perfectly reasonable way of dealing with that volatility, assuming you have a good plan in place to start with. Right. And I totally get that, Jeff. Uh, but I think some out there might say, wait, you're saying to wait it out, but that's not really dealing with market volatility because it's actually doing nothing. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think we may have touched on this a couple shows ago where we talked about if you're going back to uh, old caveman days, if we have a, a predator coming at us, our response is fight or flight. Market turns red just start the way we're wired. We want to do something and right. sitting there and doing nothing doesn't feel right. It's against our, our the way that we're wired. So, but the, an example would be 2008 when the market started dropping and we had the great recession as they called it. And it dropped what 20%. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then so people started bailing yep. because they needed to do something and they were panicked. But the ones that waited it out, if you waited it out for two years, now you would be participating in the largest growth we've seen. Right, right? exactly. Yeah, and tying in with that, 24% of people delayed their retirement by at least a year when that occurred. So think about that. If you're you're one of those people back in 2008, you were about to retire and 401ks became 201ks and yeah. everything was down, if you know you're that close to retirement, that's reflective of you didn't have a plan in place to help avoid uh, yeah. that type of issue. So yeah, good point. And another illustration of why you keep telling people and telling our listeners, you've got to have a solid written plan in place to deal with these things. Yes. So it, kind of wrapping all that up is know what your risk tolerance is. Make sure you're aware of that. If you're married or you have a significant other, know how you each react to that and what sure. your thoughts are. Because when you're 40 years old, if you're listening to this and you're saving money for retirement, uh, if you're on different pages in terms of your risk tolerance, it's not as big of a deal as 
you're in your late fifties, your sixties, and um, now you're about to start using that money in a sh- in the next few years. It's very important that you're on the same page or you come to some common ground. And again, make sure that your assets are in alignment with that. So that's a big part of what we do. Encourage you to, to give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. Come in, sit down with me and, and receive a complimentary second opinion on what you have in place. We call it the Paladin Plan. And we'll look at here's your your risk, your income needs, your taxes, your asset allocation, all these fun things that all come down to am I going to have enough and where do I where do I take this income from? How's this all work? So give us a call, 877-219-3199, or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.